Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to the Hot Corner Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with your host, Dr. Ray, the softball-playing chiropractor and the official chiropractor of ISPS, Emmanuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of international slow-pitch softball. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS radio podcast channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive, preventive and personalized. Frontier Spine and Healthcare. Area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com. in the morning on a Friday night think I was hitting like a Ricky on a super summer night raindrops on the ball field there's a storm moving in he told her he'd quit playing that was just last weekend but the bats are rolled Yeah, the bats are old. Bedroom light is burning in a house across town. She's texting on her telephone in her faded flannel gown. Cussing like a sailor, knowing that she's right. Knowing it's the ball field that kept him out all night. And the bat was rolled Yeah, the bats were rolled The bats were rolled And the little light Another love grows cold On a softball night As the games go on Out of control Down at the park the bats were rolled. 
waiting by the window when he pulls into the drive. She rushes out to cuss him, doesn't care that he's alive. And oh, she hates that game, wants all those bats to go. And the lightning crashes in her eyes, he knows that she knows that the bats were rolled. Yeah, the bats were rolled. Bats were rolled in the little light. Another love grows cold on a softball night. As the games go on out of control. Down at the park. There it is, ladies and gents, and the bats were rolled. They were. That's what we're going to be talking about here on the show tonight. Part of the singing voice, it's your host here, Dr. Ray T., the softball-playing chiropractor. want to thank everybody for listening in tonight here on Blog Talk Radio. Again, we want to give a big shout-out to Miami Sports and Lifestyle Radio um, and all the listeners from over there. want to remind you guys that you're more than welcome to give us a call. And uh, and and be a part of the show here tonight. We got a lot to talk about. If you guys are fed up with people swinging shaved bats, if you want the sport to get rid of shaved bats, if you think you like shaved bats, if you think every team should have one shaved bat or two or whatever you think, or your your opinions on shaved bats, that's what we're looking for here tonight. And you can reach us again on the show three four seven six three seven three nine seven eight. You can also tweet us at Dr. Ray T at ISPSO. You're always welcome to send us questions, whatever the case is, and we're actually going to have a bona fide bat doctor. Well, he's not the bat doctor, but he knows a lot about what's going on here. Uh, Mr. Rick Paulos from SB Nation, he's going to be talking about an article that he recently wrote, um, which is a great article. Um, It's a good read. I definitely suggest you guys check it out. It's at sbnation.com. Uh, but we're going to get to him in just a moment. First, I want to introduce our co-host, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of ISPS. Manuel, how are you tonight? Yo, yo, Dr. Ray. And that was, uh, that was a great uh, opening song that you went with there. Uh, very appropriate for tonight's uh, subject. <laughs> I think so. And the bachelor, and the bachelor role. Role. Yes, man. That's, That's our... Our softball singer, uh, Cinco, Cinco Softball. Look for him on YouTube. He has a bunch of softball songs. So, and and that's one of the what, that's one of his songs. He has a uh, a few other songs, and they're not just rock and roll. They're uh, he also raps, and uh, he does a, a bunch of different genres. So uh, check him out. He's been on the show before. Uh, but tonight we're going to be talking to Rick Paulus from uh, SB Nation, Dr. Ray. We we got somebody over here from SB Nation. That's pretty cool, man. What do you think about that? You know what? I think we're making it happen here on the Hot Corner, and we're bringing only the best to our listeners here on the Hot Corner. Um, as I mentioned, we got a lot to get to tonight. We're going to start out with Rick. Uh, we're going to then get into the IESPS uh, news and upcoming tournament. Then we're going to be talking about our health topic. We're actually going to talk about the health, the apps, the healthy apps, how the iWatch can actually save your life and other health apps for your mobile device. Uh, so we got a lot to get into there. And then, of course, we're going to go to our Sports Dork Minute uh, with David Dork, the lead sports writer for CBS Miami. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy. We're going to break down week one. We're going to talk about some waiver wires, although the deadline was today. So we'll see what we have going on. Um, but we, as I mentioned, a lot to get into. So uh, Manny, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break and come right back and talk to Rick Paulus from SB Nation. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS radio podcast channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. 
Okay, and there we have it. We are back, uh, and we are going to get right into it. We have Mr. Rick Paulus from SB Nation. Rick, how are you doing tonight, sir? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's definitely a pleasure to have you here on the show, and uh, I know Manny did a great job trying to get you to uh, to come over and talk a little bit about this article that you wrote over at SB Nation about bat doctors. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, you know, why did you decide to write this article? Uh, sure. Yeah, I've been I've been playing softball um, for about ten years now, and it's just one of those stories that you kind of hear uh, on the sidelines a lot. Like such and such might have a rolled bat. Let's check that bat. There's a hot bat over there. Um, and so from there, I just uh, it's always kind of been lingering in the back of my mind. And then I uh, contacted uh, Glenn Stout, the editor for the SB Nation long form um, section of the website. And wanted to do a story about uh, actually like the titanium bat wars back in the 90s. And that just kind of morphed into turning it into the story about the uh, doctored bats as I was doing more and more research. And kind of felt that it was a story that not a lot of people know about outside of softball. And um, it's kind of this weird dark underbelly of the sport. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Rick, thank you again for... um for coming on the show and um is this is this the only subject that you write about or do you write about other subjects uh or or is this uh something that you're just getting into now um i've been freelance writing for six years now and um there are kind of maybe too many subjects that i write about (laughs) at this point um i have a yeah i have a few sort of regular um publications that I write for. One is KCET, which is this LA-based sort of news and food uh, website. And then also there is a uh, Pacific Standard, which is um, just, uh, I write sort of like a um, psychology-based weekly article for them. So it's, I write, uh, yeah, all all across the board. I do, I, I don't really have I wouldn't say, like, my history is in sports writing, but I've done a decent amount of sports writing as well. Gotcha. Well, I think that, you know, you're, since you play softball, it, it's only, um, you know, appropriate for you to write something about this. Now, tell me, uh, what position is it that you actually play? I, ca- I rotate between third and shortstop, kind of depending on who's available and, and the team that I play. I'm not, currently, I'm on two teams. I actually have a game in just about two hours. Right now, so right now, um, seems like there's a little rain uh, drizzling on Oakland. So if uh, we'll see if it's going to get rained out or not. Now, Rick, let me let me ask you. Uh, we have that problem today, as a matter of fact, here in South Florida. But um, what was the biggest like eye opener that that you saw or that you experienced while you were writing this article? Like you. You know, that that totally blew your mind. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, I think that it's so, the thing that sort of always, that struck me um, was just that it's pretty prevalent, I guess. Like, I knew, like, I had heard stories here and there. I personally don't know anyone who ever has, like, brought a uh, a hot bat onto the field other than the people that I got in contact with for this article, so... As far as teammates go and as far as, like, other people in in um, leagues that I've played in, I don't know – I didn't know personally how common it was until I started talking to um, the people with experience, especially at these tournaments and the people um, – the actual bat doctors themselves who are making a decent – a pretty good living off of this, which means that, you know, people are using them. They're out there. They're getting bought. Right. Well, let me let me ask you another question. And, and first of all, I had a feeling that you played third or short because normally, and that's why this show is called the Hot Corner because I play third as well too. And uh, you know what it's like when those balls come sizzling off of that bat right at you. Um, you know, why don't you sum oh, up yeah. a little bit about? Yeah, sum up a little bit for our <laughs> listeners what the article is actually about, and then tell them where it is that they can find it as well too, so that they can, uh, you know, get a look at this because I know that there's a lot of guys out there playing softball right now. I've actually got a picture saved in my phone of a good buddy of mine, Nick. Shout out to Nick if he's listening. And uh, 
he took a ball off of his glove and then off of his forehead, and he got nailed so hard that, you know, thank God it wasn't anything serious, but the laces of the balls were actually, you know, are what bruised his head. You could see the outline of the ball. I mean, it's crazy. So, you know, what is it, 40, 30-something feet from, from where the pitcher throws, depending on what, you know, mound he's pitching from and everything. So, I mean, these bats are dangerous. So, you know, sum up a little bit about what you, what you put in the article, and I know that you broke that down a little bit. Obviously, you can't, you know, just, you know, but a, a little bit of a, of a paraphrase, if you will. Sure. Well, yeah, and I can actually uh, – I can, I can relate to uh, your buddy there because I have – in the article, there's actually a photo from about – Maybe a year ago, maybe uh, maybe 14 months ago, of a ball that I took right in the face, uh, playing third base, and just a really terrible two hopper that just hit a, hit a rock or had the wrong spin or was uh, off a hot bat and just kind of came up on me. Um, and so I've yeah, I've definitely been on the receiving end of some bad some bad hops. Uh, as far as the the piece goes, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's really just an examination of this uh, of the underbelly of. Uh, Amateur softball, so it goes into sort of the methods that are that are used. Um, kind of, uh, there's a big stressor I think in it too about just sort of how dangerous this is. Um, as you said, you know, pitchers are they're like they're 35 to 40 feet, kind of depending on where they are in the circle um, pitching. And if you're using a bat that has an exit velocity of over you know 105 miles an hour, which is seven. Uh, miles per hour above what is um, allowed by most of the uh, softball organizations, there's really no time to react if you get a hot hot shot right right to you. Um, I've seen multiple people get carted off uh, after taking a line drive to the face, and, you know, there's part of it that comes with the territory. There's part of it that, like, once you step onto the softball field, you're going to, you know, you kind of take – not your life in your own hands necessarily as much as your face, I guess, in your own hands. Um, and, and yeah, and, but having this extra added element of, um, of certain teams uh, just, you know, putting money down to get these extra bats kind of, you know, ruins the fairness and also ruins like the level playing field that's there. So I kind of, a lot of, a lot of the article is, um, a descriptor of how these bats get um, these bats kind of get they they get shifted into becoming illegal bats, sort of why there are illegal bats anyway, um, and then also sort of what the bat doctors like, sort of how they got into the business, why they continue, uh, who's buying these bats, and why it's important that something changes in order to get these bats off the field. Rick, what do you think? Is it the manufacturer's fault? Is it the bat doctor's fault? Is it the consumers, the, the people that are buying it? Whose fault is it, and how how could it be stopped? Now that you, you did all this research, you talked to a bunch of people from both sides, well, number one, who do you think is, is, is guilty of doing this, or who's at fault, and how could it be stopped in your opinion, in your mind? How could, how could we stop this? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, as far as who's at fault, it, it seems like it's just one of those uh, quirks in any type of market that you have. I mean, you have people that want to be better than other people, and you have the ability for that to happen um, without really a committee or a group of people kind of watching out for it. I mean, there are certain software organizations that will um, supposedly do certain bad checks and maybe remove confiscated, like remove and confiscate hot bats off the field. But I personally have never seen that. Um, I know a lot of people who also have never seen it. And so as far as like regulations, I mean, you're talking about basically a deregulated market for these bats. Hold um, on. We, we, we do it. I'm sorry to cut you off. We do it at, our, at most of our major, major events. But the problem is that directors really – it, it, directors don't really make that much money to be able to buy the compression testing machines. Um, you know, they're they're probably twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a machine, and and that's that's a lot of money. What I always thought is that every every softball park in the nation should have one on site, regardless, you know, of which organization or which association they do, or or who comes in. Every every park 
at the park level should have one. Uh, that's that's bare minimum, in my opinion. Yeah. So I mean, and but like you said, that's that's a cost that a lot of these places can't really get to. I mean, you're talking. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I would say a lot of these organizations are kind of scraping by, or they're not really making too heavy of a profit. And um, I don't know. It just, I, as far as like what what can change in order to really fix the problem, the only the only really fix to the problem is to have league mandated bats in some capacity and have people, yep. you know, have have a, a, a organization or um, some umpires bring four to five bats that they know are legal. And everyone kind of uses those, and that's it. No, we just had a, a hit my stick down here, which I'll I'll mention the uh, the winners again later. Um, but we had a hit my stick with Louisville Slugger. Thank you to uh, Dennis Turner from Louisville over there in Kentucky, Louisville Slugger. Uh, we had the Super Zs, uh, two two Super Zs on each field, and everybody thought this one team was gonna win. You know, they had a really strong team. Everybody thought they were going to win. The last team that anybody would have put their money on was the eventual winner at the end of the tournament, and it was because everybody was on a level playing field. You know, there was no hot bats nowhere on the field. Everybody was using the same balls, the same bats, and, you know, a team that nobody would have would have put their money on won. And, I mean, something like that makes a difference just in the enjoyment of uh, of the game that you're playing. Like, if if you notice that another team is using the same, like, everyone on the team using the same bat or someone is kind of getting hits that seem a little bit off, that kind of changes just your mentality during the, the, the sport. It kind of ruins the fun of it. Correct. I I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I mean, I, I know there are – we've had this – no, go ahead, Rick. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, sure. I mean, I know I have heard of uh, certain manufacturers developing bats that uh, supposedly can't be broken into and are kind of tamper-proof and whatnot, but uh, when I spoke to the back doctors, they said, for as far as any of those goes, it's just kind of a matter of time and effort of figuring out how to get into them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I can definitely attest to knowing what it's like, you know, number one, well, kind of from both ends. I mean, I've been hit with, with ball coming off these bats before, too. Thank God never in the face like uh, like you were, Rick. I'll tell you, that, that was a good one there, that picture up, up on the <laughs> up on the article that you wrote, man. You, you took a nice mm-hmm. one there. But, uh, you know, there was one time I remember the same thing happened to me, but I got hit on the knee, and I couldn't put weight on my foot for like a good – week I mean I was like limping you know and that was you know thing I was like thank god I got hit in the knee and nowhere else you know and and I even thought at first that my knee might have broken and I was like man I've never I played football I've been hit with baseballs almost 100 miles an hour nothing ever hurt the way that that hurt and uh you know you could tell that it was coming off the bat now let me ask you a question what's been your experience with these bats that are that are getting shaved and I don't know if you were able to talk to the bat doctor about this or deep out um but, you know, is there a specific type of bat that, you know, to look for? Is there anything that you can look for as a player to know, hey, I need to protect myself a little bit more here? Um, or anything, that, any information like that that you know of uh, when you were researching for this article that you came across that you can let our listeners know about to, you know, maybe protect them a little bit and let them know when to look out? I mean, as far as, like, if you were to closely examine a bat, you can kind of, if you look on the end cap, which is, like, you know, towards the top of the bat, um, the little plastic thing mostly. If there's, like, usually some type of scratch marks or screwdriver marks or something in that area, that's a pretty telltale sign. Um, But that, you know, also means you're going to have to go and (laughs) go into the opposing dugout and, like, look at their bats and everything. Uh, Maybe the catcher can kind of get a glance here and there. Um, I mean, as far as just the, the biggest sign is really if the team is, if everyone on the team, you know, if you're going 10, 11 guys deep and only two bats are getting used in any contest, that's a pretty good sign that that something, something fishy is going on. Yeah, I totally agree. There's a, there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of small little signs there. That's, that's mainly one of them. <laughs> it, it's yeah. crazy what these, it's crazy what these guys do. And then they don't, they think it's, it's not obvious. 
Also, by the sound of the bat, you could hear it sometimes, you know, the sound of the bat, the the player who actually swung it. If the guy's 150 pounds and he put it 400 feet, you know, that's mm-hmm. that that could be also. A, but you're, you're going to, you know, legally you really can't do anything. you got to take it away from them, I believe, and you got to send it into the manufacturer and have them test it and, and, and uh, give them the final say if it's if, if it's been altered or not. I remember we had uh, John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm come on the come on the show and explain to us about the the legal system on that stuff. But it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, Rick. But um, man, great even, article, man. Great article. Thank you, Clement. Thank you. Um, I, I mean, even in that case, it's, I've heard stories of people sending the bats back to the manufacturer and um, you know just saying that it broke and the manufacturer doesn't even look at it to see if it's been tampered, and they just give them a replacement. So it's, I mean, people know that it's there, people know that it's out there, but um, I don't think anyone's really putting in the time or effort to, uh, to kind of look into this and actually, uh, you know, do something beyond writing a few words in the rule book. Yeah, man. Yeah, money, I, money, money rules the world, brother. Money rules the world. I think at the end of the day, it should fall on the manufacturer's and I've had a couple of discussions with some manufacturers about this. Um, hopefully sometime in the future it'll it'll get done. Yeah, we'll see. Until then, I guess we'll uh, just be taking our lives in our hands when we go out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, uh, Rick, we definitely want to thank you for coming on. Remind everybody again where it is that they can uh, check you out um, on the online, where they can read the rest of your work as well, too. Um, and where they can find the the Bat Doctor is in article over there on SB Nation. Um, and then also, I think I have to request that you sing Meatloaf. I'll do anything for love. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, for that last one, it's still a little early in the day over here. I haven't had the proper uh, hint. Uh, <laughs> no liquid confidence yet. No, not yet. I know. That's, that's for the beer right before the game, I think. Um, there you go. As far as as far as my uh, my work, you can check out uh, rickpaulus.com. That's uh, R-I-C-K-P-A-U-L-A-S.com. Um, and the Bat Doctor is in, is at SB Nation, but that's also uh, pretty easy to find from my website. It's kind of it's front and center right now. Excellent, excellent. All right, Rick. Well, again, thanks for coming out on the show again. Um, anytime you write something softball-related, I'm sure Manny will be on top of it, and maybe we'll hear from you again. So thanks for coming on again, and we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to update you with all the newest IESPS events. Um, And then we're just going to keep the show moving here tonight. We'll be right back after this. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive, preventive, and personalized. Frontier Spine and Healthcare. Area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com. All right, so we are back. And it is time right now for the ISPS news and upcoming events. So, Manny, go ahead and take it away and let them know what's going on with ISPS. Thank you, sir. Thank you, uh, Dr. Ray. Um, As a matter of fact, give me one second here. Let me put a little bit of background music. There we go. How about that, Dr. Ray? How does that sound? I like it. (laughs) Well, um, this past weekend... In um, Dunedin, Florida, congratulations to uh, third string top notch. They won the uh, Tampa Bay Softball Co-Ed Tournament uh, presented by ISPS. And uh, down here in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, we had, like I mentioned, Rompe Bates, the team that nobody was. um, They actually started 0-1 at the beginning of the 
of the game, but it was a hit my stick with uh, the Super Z's from Louisville Slugger. And uh, they won the lower division. And U.S. Tech, the uh, Florida State champions from this year, they won in the upper division. Uh, there was another North Florida uh, ring championship uh, over there in, um, where was that? That was in St. Augustine, Florida. But the uh, results still haven't come in. Uh, but I do know that, um, what is their name? Hitting Gas. Hitting Gas. Congratulations to Hitting Gas. They won some North Florida championship rings. Uh, Want to mention some upcoming tournaments. Obviously, the World Championships is just 51 days away. Make sure you uh, get all your information in at ispsworlds.com. And before that, September 26th, which is uh, just 10 days away, we are having a cash tournament for upper and lower men's divisions in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That's September 26th at Mills Pond. October 2nd, Tampa Bay softball at Dunedin, Florida. This is a co-ed tournament. Actually, it's a co-ed Friday night league. October 2nd, it starts in Dunedin, Florida. And a co-ed softball tournament two days later, October 4th, uh, also in Dunedin, Florida. And the co-ed division of the North Florida Championship Ring Series is October 10th. Um, at Treaty Park in St. Augustine, Florida. All these and more events, you can find them at ispssoftball.com. Thank you, Dr. Ray. That's, uh, that's it about ISPS softball news and upcoming events. All right, great. Well, then let's go ahead and let's keep everything moving here. Let's go ahead and let's get into our health topic of the night while we have a couple minutes, and then we'll close out the show with our very own sports store. Uh, but before we get there right now, what we're going to do is talk healthy apps. All right, now we said that the, the iPhone or the iWatch could potentially save your life, and this is very true. However, it's got to be a certain situation. It's not like the iPhone is just going to turn on and it's going to give you CPR or bring you back to life or defibrillate you and restart your heart. But actually for you guys out there that have iPhones, when your phone is locked, nobody else can get in, but there is an emergency section. And if you have the updated version or the newest versions and you have the health app, you can actually go into the iHealth app. And what you can do is put in any allergies, any uh, current health conditions that you have, all of your information so that in the event that you actually get into an accident or you get hurt or there's a problem with something and, and you're unconscious and you can't speak or whatever the case is, people can actually go into your phone and they can look at this and they can say and they can realize, you know, we can't do this, we can't do that, this is what we need to be careful with. So for anybody out there that has any type of outstanding medical condition or any issues like that, you can program that into your iPhone, and the only way that people are going to know about this, again, is, is, is awareness. So that's one of the reasons why we're bringing it on the show here tonight. We want everybody out there to know if you have an iPhone, program your iHealth app and let it know. You know, program it, use it, and not only can it, you know, uh, help you track what you're doing health and fitness-wise, but it can also, as I mentioned, make sure that you don't get any type of drug-related issues any reactions, anything that you're allergic to in an emergency type of a situation. So that's the first app that I wanted to let you guys know about now. Additionally, there's a few other apps that I personally use um, that, are, that are really good, and a lot of them are for tracking food um, and, and mostly that. Now, I have a Fitbit, so I use the Fitbit app, and that's pretty cool because it uses um, motion detection in different types of planes um, to detect whether you're walking. It's like, a, it's like an odometer kind of on steroids uh, type of thing. An odometer, again, is some, or not odometer, pedometer, excuse me, is uh, a little thing that you clip to your belt or whatever the case is, and, and it by you moving up and down when you walk, it, it tracks your steps. So the Fitbit is like one of those, but on steroids. It tracks a lot of different things. The new ones, um, using some light technology, can actually track your heart rate. It's not the most accurate thing in the world, but it gives you a pretty good idea of what's going on, actually. It can track your stairs, your steps. Um, so a lot of different metrics when it comes to the Fitbit. 
Um, so that's a pretty cool one. And, and I know that there's actually some apps that actually will integrate the Fitbit information into the, I, the, the Apple Health app as well, too. Now, um, the Apple Health app is one that I've just started kind of getting into. Um, it does mostly of what, the, of what the Fitbit does, but it does have a couple other cool features that you guys should check out, especially since it comes standard with the phone. If you don't have a Fitbit, it can do some of that tracking for you. Um, but one app that I really, really like is actually one that was put out by, I think it was Cigna, which is an insurance company, and it's called Food Ucate. So what it does basically is it allows you to enter any type of food and tell you what's in it, what the breakdown is, is it good, is, is it rated A through F as far as for your health, canned foods, Big Macs, I mean anything that you want for the most part is going to be in there. So it's a really, really cool app that you can use to try to, uh, to try to log your food, log your water, and do those kinds of things. Um, there's another app, I think it's called Argus, which also tracks your steps, tracks your water. You can take pictures of your food, all kinds of different things. So there's a lot of tracking apps that I've kind of played and, and toyed around with. I like Argus, but since I got a Fitbit, I haven't used it. And as a matter of fact, I deleted it just to keep uh, stuff on my phone down. I do look at the Apple Health app every once in a while. I've programmed it with all my information. Um, and so what I use on a regular basis when I'm tracking my food or if I want to see what's in some food or if I'm you know, with a friend and they're eating a Big Mac or something like that and I want to show them how bad it is for them, I'll go ahead and I'll break it all down right there on Fujicate. So check out those apps. Those are a couple cool ones. Uh, Manny, are there any health apps that, that you like to use at all? Anything that you've been using to uh, to get better or healthier? Listen, I've uh, I've been using, and I, I'm, I know, I know you're going to be proud of me, Dr. Ray. I have been using for the past couple of weeks this new app called Water Your Body. Dude, I'm averaging about 113 ounces um, a day, brother. Of water. That is excellent because you're supposed to drink at least half of your body weight in ounces per day. Okay, so I'm 179 pounds. I've also been keeping up with my weight, checking, and I, I don't have any illnesses or anything. I'm just doing this for myself, you know, to be a little bit more healthier, dude. I'm drinking some more water, so I decided let me get an app. This uh, Water Your Body app is tremendous. Uh, and I've been averaging about 113 ounces of water a day, Dr. Ray. That's a really, really good amount, man. Uh, keep it up. The one thing you want to be careful with, water is not toxic, but you can actually excrete Drown? too many. Well, <laughs> you, can kind of, you can kind of overhydrate, believe it or not. Um, one thing that happens sometimes is that people drink so much water that they end up getting rid of all their potassium and all their salt and all their electrolytes and they may start to feel even thirstier. They may feel like, man, I'm drinking all this water, and it's just not working, or I don't feel well. So oh, well. be careful with that. And a little remedy this, for that is to actually put a little bit of Celtic sea salt into your water so you can replenish some electrolytes. Not Gatorade, Celtic sea salt. This app actually, it you know, it gives you time in between maybe like an hour. It, it calculates you know, with your weight and your age, how much water you actually need. If you do some exercises and stuff like that, it asks you a bunch of questions and uh, it tells you about how often you should drink how much water. So uh, 113 ounces of water the uh, a day, Dr. Ray. So uh, big ups to me. The other one is, um, you know, for us professionals out there that don't have a lot of time, um, they're always in the office and stuff. The seven-minute workout, it gives you about a bunch of uh, – I know it's only seven minutes, guys. Don't make fun of me. I understand it's only seven minutes. But for someone that doesn't have time to go to the gym, work out for an hour or two hours, seven-minute workout, it's intense. It's it's nonstop for seven straight minutes. Let's see if you could if you could do it and, and no, uh, no half-assing either. Um, and it's about uh, – it's seven minutes of, of pretty intense stuff, man. So check it out, seven-minute workout and uh, water your body. And, uh, Dr. Ray, we're a little bit late. Uh, doc, the uh, the sports dork is actually, is actually coming up next. All right. Well, let's get to him. So thank you guys for checking out 
um, all those apps. If you if you use any of these apps and you want to let us know or you have any questions about them, feel free to give us a call or a tweet uh, throughout the week. And let's take a quick break and uh, let's get right right into the sports minute with David Dwork coming right up. Listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSRadio.com. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Sports with the Sports Dork. Live right now on the ISPS Radio Network. With sports news and entertainment for all you dwarks out there. Follow him on Twitter at David Dwork. And call the show now at 347-637-3978. And ask the dwark anything. Nothing's off topic. And now, the sports dwarf, David Dwork. <laughs> David, David. Yes, yes, I'm here. How are you, brother? Gold Dolphins, number one, brother. Gold Dolphins. Gold Dolphins, Manny. Yes, sir. All right. Doctor yeah, Doctor right. Ray, did you see that? Uh, yeah. Did you see the first Dolphin game, or what's up? I sure did. As a matter of fact, um, I almost got into a fight because I was in Orlando, um, and I had my I had a, a continuing education seminar this weekend, and we got out at twelve o'clock on Sunday, and I said, "Oh, that's perfect, just in time for the Dolphins game." And my fiance was extremely excited about going to Disney. Um, and I had promised her that we were going to go to Disney that weekend. But we were supposed to go on Saturday night, and there was some sort of event where the park was closed down early. So I wasn't able to take her on Saturday night, and so she was expecting me to take her on Sunday. And I said, babe, oh, babe, it's opening day. <laughs> I was like, the Dolphins play at one. I was like, we got a lot. I got some work to do. I got to talk about this on the show. I was like, I got So I was able to use the hot corner to be able to stay yes. in and watch some football. Uh, and she actually nice. enjoyed it as well, too. And, and it was really rainy as well, too. We would have got just downpoured on. So it, it all worked out for the best. Um, fight avoided. Everybody's happy. Um, and we got to watch the game and have some fun. And what a, what a game it was. It started out kind of slow and a little bit crazy, but um, Dolphins got the W, and that's all that matters. Uh, David, what was your takeaway from the game? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we all kind of got caught up in the hype that was surrounding the Dolphins heading into the season with, you know, the the defense with Sue and Wake and how, you know, it's it's expected to be, you know, one of the best in the league, which it still very well could be. But uh, I think a lot of people left uh, watching that game a little disappointed, even though Miami won, because they didn't dominate the way a lot of people expected them to. Um, personally, you know, a week one, win on the road is always a good thing, whether it's by, you know, two points or by 20 points. So, you know, I'm just happy that Miami came back with the win. They definitely have some things to work on, but fortunately for them, you know, they come out of the gate Mm -hmm. with a little bit of an easier schedule against the Redskins and now uh, facing the Jaguars this week. So hopefully we see some progress on Sunday. The defense maybe plays a little bit more solid in the first half. Jacksonville doesn't really feature much of a running game. So hopefully uh, the defense can really zero in on T.J. Eldon and uh, limit what they do. I mean, Alfred Morris is a great running back, so it wasn't really that surprising to see him break off some nice runs. But uh, the Dolphins' running defense should be a lot better this year, so I'm hoping that uh, we see a bounce-back performance on both sides of the ball for Miami on Sunday. David, what about – sorry, Dr. Ray. What about um, the matchup – and I know I wanted to bring this up – with Dr. Ray because um, FSU is the school that everybody goes to that doesn't get into Florida or UM. Uh, Marco Rubio forgot <laughs> yeah, to right? mention UM. Um, if you ask Marco Rubio. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what did you think about Winston versus Mariota part one? Perfectly honest. I've been saying for a while, and I've been getting kind of beaten up on for it, but I've been saying that uh, – I think Mariota is a better prospect than Winston. I think he uh, is better suited for the NFL. And people have been calling me crazy. So it was nice to see week one a little bit of a vindication in that standpoint. I mean, Mariota, that guy has got a great arm. He's very accurate, and that's a big key 
with young quarterbacks in the NFL is accuracy. That's possibly one of the most important things they could have is a strong, accurate throw. So it was nice to see. I think Winston definitely played kind of the way that we saw him play in college. He had some nice plays. He had some plays where he was scratching your head, like, what is he thinking? Um, but, you know, as we saw with Ryan Tannehill, it just takes time for these quarterbacks to get adjusted to the NFL game. And uh, I was surprised to see Mariota do so well. But, you know, as the season moves on, we'll really get a, get a taste of what these guys can do. No, yeah, it was it was week one. Get, let's give them some chance. But uh, Winston Mariota part one, we definitely got to give it to Mariota. He had a perfect quarterback rating in his first game in the NFL. I, I, I don't know who else, you know, how many times you see that. What, what did you think about that game, Dr. Ray, and your boy Winston? Well, all I have to say is that the last quarterback to throw an interception for uh, a pick six uh, for a touchdown to the opposing team was actually Brett Favre. So I'm not too worried about yeah. it. Uh, you know, again, it's the first the first gameplay, and, and, you know, it just kind of shows you the two different extremes. I don't think that for the rest of the season, Mariota is going to be that good, and I don't think for the rest of the season, Jameis is going to be that bad. I think that you're going to see them both kind of go towards the middle a little bit, um, you know, the pregame jitters, you know, get, kind of get those out. And, you know, Mariota's always been composed. He's always been calm. He's always been a silent leader. That's one of the biggest things that they always talked about with him in, in Oregon. And, you know, Jameis was kind of the opposite of that. He was a vocal leader. You know, he was also, you know, a lead-by-example type of guy, but he's a lot more into it. So, you know, will NFL players respond to that the same way college players will? Will they all rally around him? You know, all you can really say is that the guy's a winner. Sometimes he's not the best-looking athlete on the field or whatever the case is. But I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what happens and how it goes. And, and I'm, I'm hoping for my sake that Jameis turns it around since he's the backup on pretty much all my fantasy teams. So I'm going to need to use him at least one week. I'm going to need to use him at least one week. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, as far as any surprises or any players that you saw uh, kind of coming out of nowhere and that you think will be viable options in the fantasy game, um, were there any surprises for you, David? Anybody that you saw that kind of, you know, just you had a feeling maybe they might have a chance, and then now they they definitely seem like they should be somebody that's worth a look. Uh, yeah, a couple receivers come to mind right off the bat. One of them being uh, Mariota's guy, Kendall Wright. Uh, he's a guy who I have on my fantasy team. Uh, I liked him a couple years ago. He was a great. Uh, racked up the receptions. He's good after the catch. He had a down year last year, but I thought with Mariota coming into the picture this year that uh, he would definitely bounce mm-hmm. back. And, you know, week one is just one week, but he had a great game in week one. And then the other guy in Green Bay, James Jones. See, I scooped him off the waiver wire before halftime during week one because uh, I just needed to see if him and Aaron Rodgers were going to recapture that chemistry they had before he left Green Bay the first time. And it certainly looks like they picked up right where they left off. So right off the bat, a couple of receivers that I think could have an impact throughout the entire year are uh, Kendall Wright and James Jones. Uh, David, let me ask you something about my first pickup of uh, my fantasy. I- I'm known to pick up about <laughs> Dr. Ray. How many pickups did I do in baseball? About 50, uh, 60 pickups? 50, 70, 100, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, Dude, I saw this guy, Taylor, from the Bills, and I dropped uh, Jennings because I, I got a bunch of wide receivers. I got a bunch of uh, running backs. I only have one quarterback, uh, Roethlisberger, but I picked up Taylor, the quarterback from the Bills. What do you think about that? You know, the thing about Tyrod Taylor, he's never really gotten a chance in the NFL, but when he was at Baltimore for those years, you heard a lot of good things coming out about him, the way he carried himself in practice. The way he was a vocal leader, he was definitely one of those guys that they had a they felt comfortable leaning on if anything ever happened to Joe Flacco. So when he went to Buffalo, I was intrigued to see how that was all going to shake out considering they had the open quarterback competition. I never really thought a whole lot of Matt Castle. So I really thought that uh, Taylor would have a chance to shine. And, I mean, it's only one week, but he looked great in week one. I, I think it's definitely, for the time being, it's a smart pickup because if he continues to play that well, uh, he could be uh, end up being a very productive starting quarterback in fantasy football. He's got a lot of weapons on that Bills offense. He's got Sammy Watkins, Percy Harvin, um, LaShawn McCoy. So the the possibility is definitely there for him to have a big year. So I I'm definitely giving you two thumbs up on that pickup. Thank you, sir. Man, can you can you imagine reliving 
the the Bills versus Dolphins rivalry of the you know remember the the Marino versus Kelly and stuff. Oh man, I re, I I I love those days, man. Well, I remember they were fun, I'm, but I mean, I, I can't <laughs> say that I was loving them because Buffalo seemed to have Miami's number every single year. But yeah. I mean, that was a great rivalry. I mean, you mentioned Marino versus Kelly. I mean, the Bills had all these players who I hated when I was growing up, like Thurman Thomas yeah. and Andre Reid, Daryl Talley on defense, Bruce Smith on defense. I mean, they were stacked. And, you know, they, don't, they seem to don't get that much credit because they lost four straight Super Bowls. But you know what? They went to four straight Super Bowls. And I think any yep. Dolphins fan in the world would take that right now any day of the week. So it would be cool if we could rekindle that kind of rivalry because hopefully this time you know, it swings in Miami's favor uh, a yeah. bit more than it did back in the day. I, I hope we're on the winning end of this rivalry this time. I, it all comes well, in circles. We'll see week three. Yes, sir. That'll be a That's big game, Miami's home opener. <clears throat> we're getting close. So, uh, David, from the Miami Dolphins receiving core, what kind of notes were you able to take away from the game? Do you, I know Devontae Parker was absent, was, uh, absent from, you know, uh, he, he played only three, four. I don't, I don't remember how many snaps it was, but he didn't play that much, that many snaps. Are you expecting him to be and play a larger role in the offense uh, as the season progresses, or you know, do you see Rashard Matthews getting the same amount of looks that he's been getting, or you know, w- what are you seeing here from the receiving core? I think it's a good problem for the Dolphins to have because they've got so many capable guys. Um, Parker only played one snap. But, uh, you know, speaking with uh, Bill Lazor after the words, he was saying, you know, Miami, they only played like 55 offensive snaps. Uh, the, the Redskins offense was out there a lot more than the Dolphins offense was. So he just, the way that the game plan and the way that the game just kind of uh, went along as the, uh, as the afternoon progressed, it was, it was just a matter of he couldn't get in there. Miami was trying to do an offense. I mean, you know, all of a sudden they had that nice drive at the, the end of the first half to get the first touchdown. Landry picks up that return to put them in the lead, and then all of a sudden they're in, you know, clock-burning mode. So I understand why he didn't really get that that much of an opportunity. I think definitely as the season moves on, they're going to work to get him in there because he is an amazing talent. He brings a dimension to the Dolphins' receiving core that they don't have otherwise, that big-bodied receiver who's fast with great hands. So he'll definitely be a part of it moving forward. And um, in reference to what what you're asking about Richard Matthews, uh, it's just going to be how the games work. You know, who the, they've got so many guys that they can throw to. I mean, Kenny Stills, he was only targeted, I think, three times on Sunday. And Laser said on uh, on Monday that he really needs to make an effort to put Kenny Stills uh, more featured in the game plan as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they work this out with the Dolphins receivers because you know Jarvis Landry is going to get his touches. He is a beast. He's just going to keep getting better. He. And, uh, you know, as we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, I think Miami really could end up between Landry and Parker having, like, almost the second coming of Duper and Clayton if it works out the way that, uh, you know, it really very well could. So, you know, I'm just anxious to see how it all shakes out because uh, the, the ultimate beneficiary by all this should be Ryan Tannehill because he's got a better uh, gauntlet of receivers than he's ever had before. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Hey, re- guys, relax, guys. Relax. It's week week one of our Super Bowl winning championship season, guys. Tranquilo. <laughs> uh, David, I want to talk to you about Sammy Watkins, man. That was the pick that you told me to pick, and that guy got me zero points. What happened, bro? Oh, my God. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. There was a bunch of guys that uh, didn't really do anything in week one that, uh, that there were high hopes. I mean, you know, look at the quarterbacks around the league. From Peyton Manning to Joe Flacco, guys putting up single-digit fantasy points. So, you know, we're just saying it's week one. We're going to have to see how these things play out. But I'm, I think Sammy Watkins is going to have a fine season, especially with Tyrod Taylor playing the way that he did in week one. So I wouldn't freak out. I wouldn't, you know, I uh, wouldn't jump ship just yet. <laughs> I see how things work out. out through the rest of the month. Of everybody on my team, including the bench, he's the only one that got zero points. The only one, bro. <laughs> yeah, but did you win? Did you win week one? No, I lost week one because oh. of Sammy Watkins. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all David. Uh, but... You know, look at Adrian Peterson. Everybody was thinking that he's going to have this big bounce back year. He's going to be so hungry. And he barely uh. did anything. He he wasn't even on the field for most of the second half of that game. So, uh. you know. 
right, Manny, that's no, no I, more advice. I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to do any more advice, man. You're just gonna, no, no. you're gonna be punching no, no, me no, in the face from the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, Manny's gonna come after you. He's just gonna, he's gonna get clocked by a guy in a hood, and it's gonna be Manny saying, "Thanks for the advice." Uh, this for boom. Sammy Watkins, Zwart. Yeah, <laughs> this for Sammy Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's always gonna be guys that put up zeros, and then there's always gonna be those guys that, I mean, you have no idea. Um, you know, it's impossible to predict. You, all you can do is look at situations and, and you know, just just hope, you know. And like you said, Adrian Peterson was a great example. Um, I was banking on him, uh, you know, to, to to make something happen. And I was playing against him in another league where I was up. So I was like, man, I hope Adrian Peterson gets, like, you know, a couple points, but not that many. And then, sure enough, the other guy also had Carlos Hyde, and he ended up blowing me away. And I wasn't even expecting that. So, um, but you know that's just kind of the way that that's just the way that it that it runs right now. But uh, there's there was a lot of kind of not many people in week one scored around what they were predicted to. So it wasn't just David and Sammy Watkins. It was like everybody was just kind of thrown for a loop. And you know last season is last season, and players change, coaches change, everything changes. So although you have an idea of what's going on, you can't really go off of what happened last season. So you know, it's a whole new season, and this is this is week number one, and and we'll see what keeps going and what kind of trends develop. Um, but besides, Doctor James is the Jones, voice of reason right now. It's got to be, man. You know, you got to be. It's you know, there's there's no way to know. But um, you know, there are a couple guys that that I know that I kind of liked out there on waivers. Um, is somebody that I drafted in a lot of leagues, and and he may not be available anymore. Um, but if you can get Austin Safarian Jenkins, the tight end from Tampa Bay. Uh, Jameis Winston always used Nick O'Leary, especially in the end zone. Uh, Safarian Jenkins had two TDs, a lot of looks. Here we go with, you, here we go with Winston again. Pick up. Um, <laughs> only because of only because of you know how he plays and and Safarian Jenkins. If you read what what everybody was saying in camp was just blowing people away, just a monster athlete. So you know you put those two together and and you could get something to happen there. Um, Another player that I really like that I think could be able to be kind of a boomer bust, <clears throat> excuse me, boomer bust wide receiver three is uh, Brandon Coleman from New Orleans. Uh, he's a big guy. He's he's in there number as the number three wide receiver uh, for Drew Brees. So I think that he can make some things happen as well too. If he's on your waiver and you got on your waiver wire and you got a place to stash, uh, check out those guys. Um, anybody else that you think that you can think of, David, that people should go and try to try to pick up if they're on the waiver wire right now? Uh, uh, Bishop Sankey, the running back in Tennessee, uh, he was a guy who a lot of people were believing in last season and uh, didn't really materialize. But uh, if you know, if you're watching that Tennessee uh, Florida State game, yeah. which we just can't seem to stop talking about, uh, he had a really good game. So he's one guy that I uh, that I would definitely target. And uh, right now, I got I'm him. Not a, you got him. I got him there on my go. bench. Twenty twenty two yeah. points he scored on the bench. Yeah, and Danny here. Woodhead on the bench. Twenty two points. Yeah, it's yeah, forty-four. Yeah, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I could hand you over my team, David, and you start my guys. Maybe I don't know. I don't nah, know. I don't. I don't know if I want to take on that responsibility, bro. Manny, oh, yeah. here's the guy. I got a good idea for you. It's, it's not going to end everybody. well for you. Manny, here's what you're going to do: take everybody who's in your starting lineup and put them on the bench, and take and everybody who's on your bench. And put him in your starting lineup because it sounds like your bench scored a hundred something points last week, and uh, Watch. Your, your starting offense didn't really do that. Didn't really Watch do that Sammy well. Watkins yeah. blow up. Hey, but Keenan Allen scored uh, thirty three points for me on, uh, and I started him. So there you go, Keenan Allen. There it is, my man. All right, well, David, how'd you do with your fantasy teams this week? Uh, I, I actually won both of my leagues, which, uh, you know, around five thirty six o'clock on Sunday, I didn't think was going to be possible. Um, I, I definitely was fortuitous with, uh, what happened in the Sunday night game with Tony Romo and Jason Witten. Uh, that definitely, uh, put me in a good spot. And then, uh, Monday as well, I had, uh, Jordan Matthews and Sam Bradford going. So they hooked me up in the second half. And, uh, I think Dr. Ray, you were saying something that happened to me too. I was going against Adrian Peterson. And I had like a 14-point lead, so I'm thinking, oh, I'm sunk. You know, he's going to definitely get 14 points in a PPR lead, but he didn't. So I squeaked out a couple wins, so I'm pretty happy. 
All right, nice. Well, I uh, out of my six leagues, I got three wins, three losses. So I'm, uh, you know, and the funny part is, is that I tried to draft all different types of teams. You know, I didn't want to end up with all the same players, but there's a few places, especially towards the top of the draft, where I ended up with very similar guys. But, um, you know, all my teams, actually a couple of the losses that I had, it was just bad luck. Like one league, I scored 130 points. The guy I played scored 159 and uh, nobody else in the league scored above 100, you know. So I was like, man, of course, I get to play the one guy that just has – he had Carlos Hyde, Julio Jones, Gronkowski. I mean, the guy just had everybody blow up on me. So um, just a great game by him, and, and it's all about luck. You know, I, I was talking with one of my patients, and he was saying that uh, last year in his league, the guy who scored the most points total in the whole season didn't even make the playoffs. So, again, you know, it's all about luck with this head-to-head thing. Um, and, and just trying to get the best the best matchups you can and, and just put the best lineup that you can in your starting lineup. So, Manny, uh, like I said, just flip everybody next week, whatever you think, just do the opposite, and uh, it helps <laughs> out, man. Maybe you can get a W. Who do I play next week, isn't it? Oh, it's our defending uh, defending champion, Miss, uh, Miss Caitlin. I better uh, shape up for that, man. I'm, I'm projected to lose. There you go. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Well, put in your hey. Don't feel bad. I'm on one team. I have Des Bryant and Ty Hilton, and they're both out this week. So I was scrambling David. for sure. David, but did you win? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'll stop talking then. <laughs> That's what it's all about. All right. Well, another great show in the books. David, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, we're getting Thanks, past David. 8 o'clock here, so we've got to wrap things up. But uh, tell everybody again where they can find you. And then I know Manny wants to play his sweet outro. Yes, yeah, lo- love love the intro and the outro. Manny's definitely uh, on the ball with that. But um, Thank on you. Twitter, as the intro says, at David's work, uh, you can read all my stuff on CBSMiami.com. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's all of us just, you know, Sweep the board this week. Next week we're going to talk. We're all going to have wins. It's going to be like 13-0 and 0 between the three of us. So, you know, yeah. let's just focus on that. There we Thanks, go. David. There we go. All right, my man. Thanks talk for to you next week. Bye-bye. Talk next week. All right, Thank fellas. you. Bye-bye. That was our very own Sports Dwarf, bringing you all the sports news and entertainment you need. Thanks again for listening in. We hope you enjoyed Sports with the Sports Dwarf, David Dwarf. Now, don't be a real dork. The show's not over. Keep listening. Here are Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III. All right, all right. So that was our sports dork minute. Uh, again, Manny, you're you're doing a great job uh, getting everything organized here. Great job on the guest today. Want to thank all the listeners today. Um, hopefully, you were able to learn a little bit about uh, shaved bats, rolled bats, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. and uh, you know, look out for your health out there while you guys are playing. You learned how the eye wash can save your life. Uh, you got a couple waiver wire pickups. So, man, you guys are just getting it all out here tonight on the Hot Corner. Uh, next week, we've got another great show lined up for you. Uh, of course, we're going to have David back. Um, and we're actually going to have Tim Gabbard from the movie The Fall League, which was selected to play at this year's Baseball Film Festival and Hall of Fame. So we're going to have uh, a little bit of baseball talk next week. Um, fantasy baseball is getting down. We actually have the first week of the playoffs this week. Um, so we'll talk about what happens with the first round. Uh, next week a little bit, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll kind of close the door on some fantasy baseball and continue uh, talking some fantasy football. And uh, as of course, as always, we'll always have our health topic. So get ready for next week, Manny. Another great show, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Uh, Likewise. Go ahead and let go ahead and let everybody know again where they can check us out and where they can listen to the show. Um, and of then course. let's go ahead and wrap this baby up. Uh, like always, you can follow Dr. Ray at Dr. Ray. That's uh, sorry, Dr. Ray T, D-R-R-A-Y-T. Uh, you can follow me at, at Manuel Ferrero on Twitter. And uh, always follow ISPS at ISPSO, uh, which I want to give a shout-out, Dr. Ray. We have over 12,000 12, followers on Twitter on the ISPS account. So shout-out to all of our uh, followers and listeners and fans 
And uh, thank you to Rick Paulus from uh, SB Nation. I know today is going to be one of our very popular shows. I can feel it. Uh, you know, the, the shaved bats and the altered bats is a very hot topic in our community. And as always, you know, I mess around with him and everything, but I we love him here, the sports dwarf, David Dwork. Thank you once again for uh, giving us all the insider tips on the uh, Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Um, but other than that, Dr. Ray, let's uh, finish it up. All right. Well, again, thank you guys out there for listening. Uh, it's been great here with you like it is every every Wednesday on the hot corner. Uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, be well. And if you got a shaved bat, only pull it out if you really need a home run. All right, guys. Take no, care. No, we'll see no, you next no, week. No, Everybody no, be well. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. You can't. Are you crazy? Don't don't bring shave bats. We do not condone the use of shave bats. Not even if you need a home run. Nothing. No, do not use shave bats. That was that. Uh, the views and expressions uh, on this show do Portrayed not. Portrayed in this message. Do not really. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Literally, if you have these, if you have these bats like we talked about, serious injury can occur. Um, even death can occur. If you get hit in the chest with one of these balls, it can literally stop your heart. So, in all yeah. seriousness, uh, leave that bat at home. Uh, don't pull it out. Not even for BP. If there's people that are out in the field, um, you know, don't bring that. Don't bring that out. Everybody should be on the same playing field. Um, and let's make this game not only fun but safe. Um, and if you feel like you need to hit a shaved bat then go to the gym. Um, if you need to figure out how to get stronger, call me up. We'll make things work for you, and we'll help you out, all right? But, uh, again, no shave bats. Don't do it. I was just joking. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a great night, and, again, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Hot Corner. This is Dr. Ray saying everybody good night, and be well. Bye-bye, everybody. Peace. You've just heard The, the Hot, Hot Corner, Corner Show. Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with a softball-playing chiropractor and official chiropractor of ISPS, Dr. Ray Tolmos, and commissioner of international slow-pitch softball, Manuel T. Ferrero III. Remember to follow the show and hosts on Twitter and Facebook at ISPSO, at D-R-R-A-Y-T. We hope you enjoyed the show and invite you to listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSRadio.com.